Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. After several tef- technical difficulties this evening on my part, we finally are recording, bringing you the last episode of 2020. Bring on 2021. Eric, how's it going? Oh boy, it feels like uh, feels like only yesterday this year just got started. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, tomorrow it's about to end. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I feel a lot of people are looking forward to that. <laughs> Right. Well, like a lot the, of oh, go ahead. <laughs> yes, uh, there's a lot of good music. A lot of music has come out. I uh, hope everybody had a great holiday so far. One more holiday to go, and then we are on to the new year. So uh, enjoy that holiday as well. Uh, new music that has come out recently. We're going to go back to the 21st. The list is super short today. I've got a huge inbox full of shit to check, and I still haven't got to it. I said that on the last episode. Hopefully, I'm caught up by the next. But Koti Tuhoa <laughs> came out on the 21st with a self-titled uh, album. Uh, on the 28th, Bricks and Mortar put out a new single. It's a cover of an In Excess song, Don't Change. Ceremony put out on the 30th, The Doldrums, Friendly City. It's two tracks. The 31st, that is tomorrow. By the time you're probably listening to it, it's probably going to be out. Violent Affair is putting out the, the fifth volume of Anthems of Defiance in a Dying World, and that is uh, entitled Acceptance. Sometime this month, I haven't found a specific release date, haven't had the time to check, but be on the lookout if it hasn't come out already for Top Novel doing a split with Strongbow on the 1st. I'm sure there'll be several others as well, but on the first, the Dirty Nails putting out Fuck Art. The Soviet Machines are putting out self-titled Soviet Machines. Sweetie is putting out Bad Thing, Sweet Thing. And then Hot Blood is putting out Hot Blood, Bullet Treatment Split. And Midnight Snacks, that uh, Hot Blood's coming out, that splits on the 5th. On the 11th, Midnight Snacks is putting out Contact Contamination. The list is short. I'm sure there's more. It'll be huge next time. I'll try to make up for all the ones I didn't cover on this episode since I was behind. Eric, anything new you are looking forward to? Well, what I'm looking forward to, I think the the first thing on my radar is um, uh, Amigo the Devil's new album that'll be coming out. Right. Yeah. Um, though I haven't been in touch with a lot of uh, uh, stuff that is scheduled to come out that I haven't mentioned on previous episodes. Pretty much everything that I mentioned on previous episodes still holds true. The new Frozen Soul record I'm looking forward to. Um, But yeah, I'm more like kind of obsessed with the records I have mentioned. And that's kind of, I'm kind of going with a theme this episode. I'm kind of like going with uh, what I think is the were the best releases of this year. And here are some tracks that I would like to like to showcase for you guys to check out in case you missed them some at some point. Awesome. So so yeah, that was basically that's basically been my focus this week. So I'm not gonna dwell too much on that rather than uh, I'll explain myself as the episode goes along. Fantastic. Well, 
Again, the new list, uh, new tracks was short. Eric's going to explain himself. So, Eric, why don't you start explaining yourself? Let's get into some new music. What'd you pick? <laughs> <laughs> so I picked uh, one that I haven't chosen for uh, for the episode, for the episode, for the show since this album was released. It's released by a Moscow band called Jars. Yes, and, good band. And oh yes, they're an amazing. They are. Yeah, they're pretty much an amazing band. You got a lot of uh, noisy stuff in there, a lot of industrial, a lot of, uh, let's see, a lot of noise rock, a lot of post-hardcore, and even some uh, even some grungy indie feels in there. But it's all coming out in this uh, garagey, aggressive feel to deal with it. And they released their, uh, I guess, their third self-titled album <laughs> today. <laughs> or t- December 11th. It was, yeah, it was December 11th, so it was pretty recent. But damn, did it get a lot of play, at least on my end. I really like this album a lot. This is one of the, uh, as I said, these are, it falls into one of the albums or slash EPs that have been released this year. This has made my list. I'm not going to say where, mostly because I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, they have a lot of great songs on there. I mean, why why else would it be here, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah, I did have to go through uh go through the trains later just to see what their songs were about. Fortunately, on their bandcamp, they have uh they have the translated uh they have the translated song titles on there, but no translated lyrics. That's all in that's all in Russian. So it's like Listen, listen to it, and if you want to follow along with the lyrics, you kind of have to uh, have Google Translate on the sideline just to get a basic idea. <laughs> right. Well, it's a cool release. It came out on Pogo Records. Uh, on the last episode I did of Punkanoi Worldwide, uh, it was first of three in a row episodes that I'll be doing uh, bands from Russia. I played Jars, and I played a track off of this. I played a different one than you. I picked Sick. Really cool track. I like that yeah. one a lot. And the track that you picked on this one is... Ultra Marathon. Yes. That's Russian for Ultra Marathon. <laughs> <So> <laughs> not, not completely far off the mark, but that's the one that I chose. Awesome. Yeah, and this one has got a and a plethora of a lot of uh, a lot of longer songs. They do have some shorter ones, like one of which uh, uh, Speed Cop. That is basically a hardcore punk song in their in their style and the filter that is coming out. That's just clocking in at over a minute and a half. It's wow. really not that much. Same thing with uh, Mr. Visionary. That is just over a minute long. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, and so I chose one that is actually, funnily enough, it's right in the middle of the record. It's track five of nine. And Ultra Marathon is just just a shade under four minutes long. So not too long, not too short. It's that happy middle ground that uh, that accumulates Jar's chronology. At least by uh, time length. As far as aggression goes, well, I say we listen to it and see what we think. <laughs> awesome. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Here's Ultra Marathon and the band is Jars.
That's a lot of hammering right there. Yeah, it is. So I, I ripped the lyrics from uh, uh, from their band cap and I threw it into uh, uh, Google Translate and I got a got a, a semi a semi accurate translation. But who am I to say? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to speak Russian. Right. But yeah. But yeah, the uh, it's basically painting a picture of some guy who is driving a train, but it, the train is on fire. <laughs> okay. Like the opening lyrics. I'm driving a fire. I'm driving a sunset. I'm taking a beat. I'm driving a collapse. This train is on fire, and I am the driver. <laughs> All right. There might be something oh, yeah. lost in translation. I don't know, but it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it sounds like a. It sounds metaphoric. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's like uh, his life is the train, and it's on fire, and I'm still driving it. Maybe. <laughs> Anyway, that's what I uh, that's what I can deduce from it, despite the fact that the final lyrics are "I don't deduce." <laughs> yeah, pretty weird. That's it's cool. weird and it's cool, and I love it. So there we go. That's uh, one of the albums that is on my top ten list of the best things to have come out this year, in my opinion. <laughs> Excellent. Well, the other two new tracks we're gonna play on this show. Uh, both bands that have been around since the mid-90s. First up, we're going to play some Less Than Jake. They just put out a new album, Silver Linings, December 11th of this year. If you're not familiar with them, they're a band from Gainesville, Florida. And that's not the only band from Gainesville, Florida that we're going to play on this episode. But we'll get to that here in a little bit. Uh, they're the oldest band that I'm picking on this episode as far as when they started. They started in 1992. I was 12. I was in like sixth grade going into seventh grade at that point. Eric, where were you at? In 92? <laughs> Twas but a thought in my father's eye. <laughs> right? Exactly. Well, that's how long Less Than Jake has been around, Eric. Uh, if yeah. you're a fan of Less Than Jake, you're going to like this album. I think the Silver Linings was great. I really like this track right here. Let's get into it. Take a listen, see what you think of New Less Than Jake. This track is called Lie to Me.
than Jake. That track was Lie to Me. Again, that album is Silver Linings. I do like co-vocalists or uh, co-lead vocalists or however you want to describe it. I think Chris and Roger have been doing it great for years. I like the how s- the, they're in a way they're similar, but at the same time they're they're different. You can tell the difference between the two, but they're not so stark different that you're like, oh shit, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. You know, like, uh, for example, not, you know, if you're into that style, like Linkin Park, right? You had the Chester Bennington, the more melodic singer guy, and then Mike Shinoda, who's rapping. And so it's such a, a yeah. different style, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I do also appreciate how uh, similar but different that Chris and Roger are. I like the new Less Than Jake. Eric, you fan of Less Than Jake? Uh. I wouldn't say that I am. Listen, Jake has been like, a, I don't know, never quite fit in with me. <laughs> I don't know. I tried, I tried listening. I tried giving them a few chances and I'm like, yeah, their albums are okay. But live, they are a lot of fun. And they are a lot of fun. Way, life. Yeah. And really it's nothing that personal. It's just the feeling I have with most uh, ska of that caliber. I feel the same way roughly about real big fish and, and as sublime <laughs> to a different extent. But yeah, that type of that type of ska music is not something I go out of my way to listen to. So was this particular track on par for your previous thoughts of Less Than Jake? Yeah, pretty uh, pretty on par. Okay. I don't dis- I don't despise them. I don't despise the music, but when, and when it comes on, I'm just like, "Oh yeah, this is fun. This is catchy, you know, but but yeah, it's like good for good for a couple of listens." I just can't really, I can't really bring myself to sit through a whole album and just be like, uh, reeled in on it. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know if your opinion's going to be too much different for the next band. Then the next one is Goldfinger. Uh, their ska is a little bit different, and some of their music is ska, and some of it's not. Some of it's just straight up punk. So, uh, varies <laughs> song by song. Uh, they just released a new album a week before that Less Than Jake album. It's called Never Look Back, and it's a cool album. Again, I like both these bands. Uh, really cool end to 2020 for me personally. Uh, I would probably put these, you know, depending on the, the length or the size of the list, because, again, a couple of years ago I think I did, like, the top 40 or something albums. And I would probably put them on that list because I do like them. I think they did a great job. If you're a fan of Goldfinger, who's from Los Angeles, if you're not uh, familiar with them. They've been around since 1994. There you go, Eric. As long yeah. as you. <laughs> yep. 
Finally, someone I someone I can relate to. <laughs> right, right before high school for me, uh, when they came out, I really liked it. I liked the the first album. I've liked them all the way through. Charlie Paulson, original member of the band, is now back with the band as of this album. Participated in this album. So if you're a fan, there you go. Charlie Paulson has rejoined the band. Let's get into a track. The track we're going to listen to off of Never Look Back is Good Guy. Here is some Goldfinger. How's that go again? Play Goldfinger. I've always played a good guy. But these days I'm afraid I've been Push to the edge and I'm not alright You're the match, I'm the fuse, toss it off of the ledge say that the newer Goldfinger, including this one, is definitely uh, teetering more towards the pop punk side of punk as opposed to maybe their original. They still incorporate some ska sound, not specifically in that song, but in some of their uh, other new stuff this year and, and previous release uh, before this one. But they definitely have more of a pop punk sound than they did way back in 1994. I... You know, maybe they were even a little bit poppy then, but this is the style of pop punk that I listen to when I listen to pop punk for sure. There's a, a different style that I, I don't even know. I guess it's punk, but uh, it doesn't really sound punk to me. But this does, and I do enjoy it. I like Goldfinger. 
How about you? Is this uh, in that less than Jake category, or where are you at with Goldfinger? Uh, with Goldfinger, yeah, it is kind of on the it is kind of on the less than Jake, but teetering more on the uh, punk side. And I got more of the uh, yeah, I'm with you on this one. I got more of the uh, pop punk vibe as opposed to like the skate punk vibe. But those two, those two, so often blend together. That's Absolutely, kind of tell right. And, uh, and yeah, it was, uh, yeah. And Goldfinger, I often affiliated with like a ska or ska punk as, uh, you know, as the genres more or less come to be known. So, and yeah, this one, I didn't hear any upstrokes, didn't hear any of those dancey beats or those like uh, big bassy drawls. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was kind of, uh, yeah, that was kind of out of left field for me. They did do a video, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, a quarantine video, all the guys, because, again, they're from L.A., so California has uh, some of the more restrictive lockdown protocols, procedures, dictations, whatever you want to call them, here in the U.S., and so they did a video all in separate areas, and, you know, it's I don't think it's simply just a, hey, let's all get on and do it at the same time like there a little bit of production value definitely went into that turned out great if you like goldfinger get out there and check that video out as well plus the new album here never look back the new album from less than jake with silver linings and jars three but it's it's in russian i don't even know what those letters are it's like a weird looking a with a spider and then a pc if i'm gonna have to guess it's, it says jars <laughs> yeah it says jars but i wouldn't know how yeah. to pronounce it in Russian, because I don't even know what those letters are, so I don't know what sounds those letters make. Nah. <laughs> Probably, uh, I don't know. Yep, I'm not <laughs> I'm even going to speculate. Gonna yep, <laughs> that's the new stuff. Let's get into some stuff that might be either a little older or a little lesser known. You're up first. What do you got? Well, I got something that is a little newer, but. By all rights, a little lesser known. This is a hometown band coming from Salt Lake City. I figured, I figured to give some love to a bit of the home state and uh, some of the best albums released this year. Um, and yeah, I do have a few on here. Another of which was uh, Crow Killers and Slave to One. But I've been, uh, I don't know, I've been ogling over that album on this podcast for quite <laughs> some time. Yeah, three times they've been on the podcast this year. So I figured oh, I'll give them a rest. How about we go to Goat Sifter? Because, yeah, these guys are a pretty pretty much lesser known. Only have one full-length release that was long overdue. Right. <laughs> these, guys, <laughs> these guys have been a band for I don't know how many years, but for some time. For quite some time. Right. They had a, they had a low-end uh, EP release, which... It's more or less been stripped off the face of the earth unless you have it downloaded, like me. <laughs> but it's not but they don't have that available anymore. They have the they have their album, Real Villains, which came out of May this year. And when it did come out, uh I did I did uh I did showcase it a little bit, played one song as the new song, which was uh which was Brundlefly. And yeah, that one was a good one. But upon listening to it again now, as because that's what I'm doing when I'm compiling my list, I have to go back and listen to the album, see if they still hold up. In short, this one does. Like it is a, it is a gnarly release. A lot of uh, 
lot of crazy, a lot of crazy lyrics, a lot of crazy uh, mixtures of songs. Even one when, even in one song where they're singing, uh, for the most part in Spanish. Wow. Yeah. So, pretty good spread on this one. So I chose the song. Upon listening to it, I chose the song Apocalypse as I felt this was a bit more on their gnarlier side. A lot of gruffness, a lot of uh, grimy materials in there. I mean, that's all over the whole album. But for this one, I can't even really explain why. It just is. So hopefully that's a good enough explanation. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's kind of what to expect from Apocalypse. So let's see, let's see if it still holds up. I think it will. All right, let's do it. second on that one. Oh yeah <laughs> there's just some unhinged aggression on that one just never slows down and they got some of their fair share of a uh, slow and mid-tempo songs on there not very much but it is kind of a mix in there this one just went <laughs> jumped right into the fire and kept burning yes it did flames. <laughs> <laughs> yes it did good stuff so yeah it is good so goat sifter real villains Go listen to it. Please do. It's free for, it's a name your own price or a download. And you can stream it for free. Always can. You can only find it on their band camp. So get out there. Awesome. Good after that. Uh, also a new one. And it's uh, available on Bandcamp as well. Uh, the band Mao Maus. Uh, hopefully I'm saying that right. M-A-U-M-A-U-S. They were originally formed back in 1979. I don't have the whole history of the band, 
Looks like they're from Sheffield in the UK. There is another band that also started, looks like, back in the 70s that might be from L.A. with the same name. If one's in L.A. and one's in Sheffield over in the U.K., I can't imagine they're the same. I didn't have enough time to kind of comb through and see the similarities or differences. It seems like an odd name to have two different bands around the same era starting. Mile Mouths. But nonetheless... They are from Sheffield in the UK. They formed originally in 1979, and they are back after 34 years. So that would put them having ended kind of around the mid-'80s, and they're back. That's uh, a long hiatus. Not all bands would come back after that. You would have a, you know, if it was a short stint from 79, which is when I was born, uh, <laughs> into the mid-'80s, you'd probably be done if you hadn't done anything. But they're back. And they released a single early this year, earlier anyway, May 12th of this year. It's called Same Circus, Different Clowns. And ain't that shit the truth. <laughs> uh, I love that. Yes. Uh, good stuff here. I like it. Looking forward to more from this band. Uh, definitely looking forward to checking out more from them, maybe playing them more again on a future episode and hopefully more new stuff from them. Let's get into the band Mau Mau's from uh, Sheffield. Here is the track, Same Circus, Different Clowns. tracks you have not picked that we have played so far that one's probably more up your alley as opposed to the other two yeah you would be right <laughs> oh man that was kind of more attuned to uh the previous track that i played the goat sifter one right just, uh, just high velocity and just really and just really in your face on there a lot of uh, a lot of grime and a lot of grit coming out from between those teeth. <laughs> right. A lot of energy. That A lot of beats per minute coming out. You know, you hear the circus music. If you're not familiar with the band and you heard about 10 seconds or so of circus music coming, you probably didn't know what to expect, but that shit hit you right in the mouth and kept going yeah. right up to the end. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to be able to hear that, that thing without a, any precollection 
of of what of what to expe- what to expect. Right? Yeah, it's just like, oh, this song by this band, I never heard of them. What do they sound like? And then you just get that wallop in there. You don't really get too much of that these days because everyone's just kind of like, I choose to listen to this song because I know what it is. Right. I know where it's coming from. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, even with that Less Than Jake and Goldfinger, you probably hadn't heard their new albums yet, my guess. But you probably had an idea of what to expect, and it probably wasn't too far off anyway. Maybe the Goldfinger was a little more so than the Less Than Jake, but it was probably at least somewhere like, oh, yeah. I know those bands. Those sound like the bands that I know. But that band, right out of, you had no idea where what you were getting, and there it was. That band, <laughs> Mau Mau's, out of Sheffield, UK. Definitely looking forward to more from them. Eric, let's do a holiday song. This is probably the last holiday song we're going to do until, I don't know, maybe like St. Patty's Day. I don't know of any, you know, Martin Luther King-themed type or President's Day, or Valentine's Day. I don't. Uh, I can't think of any holiday themes we are going to attribute. If we come across something, we will do it. But yeah. until then, it, it probably won't be till around St. Patty's Day, and then we will get some because you know what? Punks like to put together some St. Patty's Day tracks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially the... I don't even know. Especially the ones that love to play in bars. Right. But, yes, this is a holiday track, and, yeah, we know that the Christmas holiday or the Yule holiday or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever it is in the hell that you celebrate, yeah, we're done with that. Yep. And now we're celebrating (laughs) the bringing in of a new year. And, yeah, there are not a lot of, uh, there are not a lot of, like, happy new year festive tracks in the punk spectrum that I am aware of. So I did kind of go out on a bit of a limb here. And just kind of, uh, I'm just kind of speaking in metaphor. And it's a song that is relatively unknown. The band isn't unknown. The band is Pennywise. Right. Yes. And uh, and a few years ago, like a few years, a few decades ago. Yep. <laughs> back, in, uh, back in 1999, they, uh, uh, Fat Records, they released a compilation called Short Music for Short People which was a collection of 101 tracks on one album, one compilation. And the funny thing was the tracks rarely went over 30 seconds. Yes. They were, that's what we were going with. There were songs that were five to 10 seconds long and somewhere in between. It was, it was a lot of fun to listen to anyway. And that brings me to uh, this song. Pennywise wrote a song. And it was kind of a it was kind of an accumulation to uh, you know ninety nine turning into two thousand and the Y two K conspiracy that you know all the computers were going to reset <laughs> because the dates were fucked up on there. Which actually, there's a lot of truth to that statement. I'm not going to go into it, but my mom has worked in uh, in technology, and they did have to uh, kind of reset the dates on a lot of computers. Otherwise, everything was going to be thrown off. Awesome. Well, at least the world didn't end. (laughs) Yeah, it did. Not that year, anyway. Yeah. But the song title, I can't help but think that that was on the minds when they wrote the song, 30 Seconds Till the End of the World. (laughs) And I'm kind of bringing that up now because there have been some talks where it's like, oh, yeah, the 
the Mayan calendar was off. Remember when the world was supposed to quote end in 2012? Yeah. Well, it was off by well, it was off by eight years. So now the world's gonna end because 2020 has been such a shit heap of a year. <laughs> <laughs> the world over. So so yeah, I'm I'm throwing that out there just to, as tongue in cheek sort of sort of way. It's like 2020 was so off the charts. What is 21 going to be? Is it going to get worse? Is it going to get better? Who knows? <laughs> you would think so. it, it has no choice but to get better, but be careful, uh, you know, wh what you think. You might appreciate oh, yeah. 2020 once we have 2021. So hopefully it gets better for everyone. Yeah. So with that being said, let's. Uh, this is for all you pessimists out there saying that it's going to be, saying that it's just going to be another uh, – Another wave of hell. 30 <laughs> seconds to, and you are just hoping that the world's going to end in the countdown. So, I don't know. Or maybe it's for you optimists out there that like to uh, make fun. Just be like, oh yeah, well, let's count down the 30 seconds to the end of the world. So, yeah, I don't feel bad uh, harping on this song too much because it's a short song. It's not going to take that long to listen to, so might as well talk about it for five times the length. There you go. <laughs> here it is. So here we go. Just like that, it was 30 seconds to the end of the world. Yep. Uh, where did we go? Uh-oh. Where did the podcast go? Where did Pennywise go? <laughs> Lesson learned is even when the apocalypse happens, the, the podcast will still be here for you. Yep. <laughs> also kind of funny that I chose the song Apocalypse by Goat Sifter. Right? <laughs> that was unintentional, but, oh, God, I hope I'm not... <laughs> Hope I'm not creating a parable here. <laughs> well, let's move directly into our great cover-to-cover -cover albums, and you can talk about the name of your first track here in a moment as well. You're up first. Yeah. Great cover-to-cover -cover albums. Yeah. One of my favorite albums that came out this year. It definitely will be in the top three, maybe two. I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a band that I've... Uh, uh, that I've uh, ogled over for a few months called Uniform. And Uniform is a two-man band from New York. <clears throat> They've been around for the better part of this decade, for seven years. So congratulate them. They have received their PhD as a band. That's awesome. I've noticed uh, that there's pictures with three guys, but on their band camp and I think their social medias, I still see it showing a duo, but I have seen pictures of three, so... Uh, I am not particularly familiar, but I wanted to point that out. I have seen a third person in the pictures. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And again, I, I really don't know. I don't know if that was a, a former member or a, uh, or a ringer that they have in sometimes. I, I can't tell. But that doesn't, that, doesn't decipher the, that doesn't distract from the fact that the album that they released this year, Shame, is phenomenal. Like, 
damn. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of uh, industrial elements in there. A lot of ministry worship. Uh, the earlier stuff had a lot of that going as well. But this one, I'm feeling like they're really coming into their uh, coming into their own. Well, they did come into their own a few albums back, but they're just kind of riding on that style and really kind of forming out their own niche. And and yeah, they're not like overloading with so many tracks on there, which is a which is a good thing because some of the tracks get uh, get pretty long. But as abrasive as they are, they like to uh, they like to let everything sink in. They like to let you kind of absorb the music and just and just be like, wow, okay, what did he say here? I gotta go back and listen to it. Right. Now he said this thing. I gotta go back and listen to it again. So. <laughs> So yeah, it, in short, the repetition of listening to this album is is very high. <laughs> so awesome, yeah, and a good thing too because uh, uh, I was pl- I played a song earlier this uh, earlier this year. It was a uh, I don't remember the song, at least not the song title. Anyway, <laughs> I decided to go with a uh, decided to go with a, a couple more. Some that infiltrated a bit more of their uh, heavier style while still while still staying in the basis of a kind of a punk and alternative ground. And I decided to go with the shadow of God's hand. This won't end well. Just so you know, that's the track that you picked uh, back on episode 177, which was in September. Yes, that's the one that I chose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would be that'd be funny if it. Ended up on today's episode. Yes, it also kind of fits with the <laughs> yeah. apocalypse, but the the shadow of God's hand, maybe that's uh, somewhere in, uh, along those lines as well. Yeah, it's funny because they have a, the closing lyrics of this song are, God is fucked up like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the shadow of God's hand, it just kind of gives that whole vision of just this huge hand coming down on top of the planet and just like, whoop. Oh, where did the earth go? <laughs> <laughs> Hitting the restart button, so to speak. But, but yeah, that's a that's my recollection of it. Let's see what Uniform has to say. This is the shadow of God's hand. <laughs>
Definitely got a lot of noise elements in those uh, tracks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is par for the course with a lot of uh, industrial stuff. Like, a lot of the industrial music, it's in the early days, anyway, when even before it was called industrial, was just, like, was literally just noise. <laughs> it was just, it was like uh, the equivalent of what we see with the uh, uh, stomp. You know, the, the stage percussionists who just, like, make percussion instruments out of everyday household objects. And, you know, they just, uh, they bang around, they cre create rhythms and uh, different songs out of, out of just the different tones and the different sounds that those little things make. Right. Yeah. And now we've, uh, we got like a digital equivalent of that <laughs> through its, uh, through its constant, cha constantly changing evolution. And I feel like uh, I feel like uniform is on the cusp of this uh, new wave, especially with this, especially with this album. Because yeah, goddamn, I can't I can't say enough nice things about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you picked two tracks, so you get to let them say or at least portray some of the nice things that you want to say. Yeah. So for those of you out there that aren't exactly like fans of the slow, drudgy. A semi-doomy material that yeah, uh, that was heard through that last song and does come up a bit in uh, most of this album. Shame. It's a, uh, it's got its fair share of faster tracks, a bit more on the punk side. Awesome. And I decided to, uh, I decided to give a bit of a. It's like I could either go with the Hail Mary of one of my favorite tracks, the uh, the last track, I Am the Cancer, which clocks in at almost eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, overload uh, people with all these uh, sounds and all this abysmal uh, imagery, pretty much. So I decided to go with the uh, shortest song on that record, and this is a this is a fan pick. It was picked by me for the fans. <laughs> <laughs> for you fans of faster, thrashier, it's got a, it's got a cool feel on there. It's a, it's a blazer until the end. And this is dispatches from the gutter.
Definitely shorter than the last one and far shorter than eight minutes. <laughs> Indeed. That was just, uh, that didn't even break two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clocked in at 154. Yep, that's what we got there. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, as far as uh, punk fashion, as besides the length, the the rhythm behind it sounds oddly close to uh, to a lot of the D beat drum fills. You know, you think of you think of bands like Discharge or that. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm just going to say Discharge because they were the initial D beat band that kind of implemented that type of uh, that implemented that rhythm that that surpassed being known as a drum fill as opposed to being the name of an entire genre. Right. So yeah, they implemented that in that song. So I don't know. You could call it a digital discharge on that one. <laughs> digital discharge, nice. Yeah, that actually <laughs> sounds like a cool name. Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna move to my album. I picked against me's searching for a former clarity. Hadn't had one picked till this morning. Looked through some lists, uh, you know, that I compiled a long time ago, right at the top. Hence, against me starts with a. Uh, I saw that and saw some of the albums, and I thought, you know what? We haven't played anything from Searching for a Former Clarity. Great album. I had a really tough time trying to narrow it down to just two tracks. There's so many cool tracks on there. Uh, I like all of them. Uh, some of the tracks that I didn't pick, Unprotected Sex with Multiple Partners, From Her Lips to God's Ears, The Energizer, uh, Holy Shit, Searching for a Former Clarity, which is the title track. Even at our worst, we'll st we're still better than most. The Roller, a lot of good stuff. Several other great tracks. What I did pick, so since I told you what I didn't pick, maybe you'll figure out what I have picked. The first track that we're going to get into is Problems. Really cool record here. Uh, it was released on Fat Records, second Fat Records release that we're playing on this episode. And like I told you earlier, second band from Gainesville, Florida. Less Than Jake from Gainesville and Against <laughs> Me is also from Gainesville, Florida. Putting out two cool bands there. And if you're unfamiliar with Against Me, this happens to be their third album. They started in 1997 and their third album came out September 6th of 2005. Let's listen to the track Problems. Perspective, an audience 
Against me, rate for you. Well, man, you're a bit of a complicated feeling on there. On one hand, oh my god, I really loved them because they were one of those bands uh, carrying punk in from the '90s into the 21st century in their own unique way, right? Which is, you know, the acoustic punks. You know, kind of bringing in these uh, folky type of. Uh, even somewhat Johnny Cash, Bob Dylan approaches and just mixing it in with like this, uh, the guttural sound and ethos of punk rock. And, and yeah, they did have, speaking of Bob Dylan, they did have their Dylan Goes Electric with their uh, second album, The Eternal Cowboy, where they uh, more or less kind of abandoned the acoustic guitar and were just like, hey, let's fuck around with the traditional punk rock songs. Right. And, and yeah, some people say it sounds like a typical punk rock record, but I say no, this was a this was a good record. It's an amazing record. <laughs> they have a lot of great acoustic songs on there. One of my favorites of which is on there. And then But yeah, this one actually went more towards the uh, electric side and you know the subsequent albums like uh, New Wave and uh, uh what was it? White Crosses and such. They right. they continue to kind of go on that on that bandwagon and yeah those were those albums they have their place but some of which are just kind of hit and miss you know there are songs on there that are great some of which are forgettable some of which i just can't stand to listen anymore (laughs) but we'll save that but we'll save that for an against me themed podcast if and when that comes i don't know sounds good but yeah but yeah now with uh the post-transgender dysphoria blues, you know, when uh, Laura Jane Grace came out as a, you know, as a, as a female. And, you know, that, and that album was just of such a, such an amazing personal recollection of oneself. It was almost like, a, you know, Laura, Laura was always good at implementing uh, her personality in all of her songs and her reactions to her surroundings and whatnot, but this was just like a reaction to herself. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a, that is some great, that was a great album. Still is a great album. Some songs don't sit well with me anymore, you know, for my own personal taste and reasons or whatever, but, but you know, that was the, that was the last against me album. I really heard and really absorbed everything else after that. Just, uh, I, d- 
don't know if it was a loss of interest or if I am kind of holding on to the fact that I want that album just to be like, yes, it was said and done. Anything else will just disappoint me. <laughs> well, they did only put one album out after Transgender Dysphoria Blues, and that was Shapeshift with me. Yeah. And I've heard a couple of songs off of that. They they didn't stick with me, though. So I just remember, like, when it came on, I liked them. I was like, I got to listen to more of this album. But I never did. So, <laughs> so yeah, I can't really uh, – declare a formal opinion on that but i i will say uh, i will say my mind is sort of like a the shares held in a business as long as you have over 50 percent uh you own the whole business so my liking for them is over 50 percent i will say that i don't <laughs> have an exact percentage but it's somewhere between 51 and 100 nice that's awesome. Well, they're cool, Ben. I really like this album. Like I said, we hadn't played anything. The track that we just played there was Problems. Tried to give a little bit of a variety of sound. The singles that were released off of there, uh, the second single was From Her Lips to God's Ears, The Energizer, which was you know, about Condoleezza Rice, and that came out uh, April 4th of 2006. But on September 6th of 2005, the day this came out, the official first single was Don't Lose Touch, and that is what we are going to listen to here for the second track off this episode. Here it is, Don't Lose Touch against me. Let's check it out.
Yes, it was. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, to go back to what I was saying on the uh, Dylan Goes Electric thing of uh, Against Me, um, to better describe some of their more electric songs, they have that feeling as if they were written on an acoustic guitar first, and then they transversed it into an electric feel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because this one, especially what hearing the drums and the guitar go on, it just sounds like a like it came from re- reinventing Axl Rose. Had it been unplugged, you know what I mean? Yeah. It would be, uh, yeah, just that kind of. Otherwise, folky beat, you know. Yep. Yeah, and that's the type of music that I think it gets me helped pioneer as such a such a an umbrella genre in the in the scope of punk rock you know you look at bands like the menzingers or lemuria or banner pilot they all kind of follow that same thing where it's uh not quite so pop punk not quite so emo but definitely in that more kind of reserved inward looking uh, style of punk you know in other words they're uh somewhere between against me somewhere between weezer <laughs> <laughs> You just got that. You just got that kind of middle ground in there, and that's what I think against me, whether intentional or not. I don't think it was intentional, but that was just what they were putting out, and that's what a lot of people picked up from it. Right. So, so yeah, go, hopes, kudos, hopes, <laughs> respect to, uh, to against me. And we're still soldiering on to this day. Yes. Uh, even Laura going off on her own and doing her own. Uh, Side projects and solo material. A the Devouring Mothers. That's uh, probably why I haven't seen a new uh, since 2016 new Against Me album. 2016, so it's been four years. So it'll be, you know, over four years since the last one. But uh, solo oh, yeah. projects, uh, The Devouring Mothers, another project. So yeah. maybe and you'll get back book. to it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Which is a great book, by the way. Read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you didn't know, we do. Uh, book reviews and stuff now just so you know though it's, so. it's much easier for us to listen to a couple songs and, and talk to people as opposed to however long it's going to take for us to read an entire book and then do the same thing but nonetheless we have done two books on this show yeah <laughs> it still goes within the, the ethos of punk rock we're not just uh, listening to the music we are absorbing it yep the and culture and everything that goes with it yep and that's the idea of reading the books. You read the book, you read the history, you absorb that. You absorb that, you throw it into the Rolodex of information, of band history you have in your mind or scene history. That's the way that I see it. Yep. Educate yourself. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Well, Eric, this episode is coming to a close, but you know how we do it. Before we get to the end, we're going to wrap this show up with some metal. What do you got? Oh, yeah. Well, what have I got? I am throwing myself back to Moscow for another band that is not quite as established as uh, as Jars is, but still a great band nonetheless. And kind of a similar, and I say kind of a similar style, that there is a lot of noise coming from this band. There is a lot of, uh, there is a lot of doomy stuff. There is a lot of psychedelic stuff. And there is a lot of fuzzy noise that is coming out of it. And I mentioned this, I mentioned this band as one of uh, 
uh, it's one of their EP releases that I was looking forward to, and it did come out back uh, uh, just a, just over a month ago on the 20th of November, and it's a band called Skaz, and I looked it up. That is how you pronounce it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and Skaz, it roughly translates out to tale, as in like a story. Okay. Well, that's cool. And, yeah, some, pr- some pretty cool shit. And, and yeah, they've only got one EP that has been released, and... And yeah, there's some uh, there's different versions of it that exist. Funnily enough, like the one that I was listening to on the streaming service Apple Music, it's a uh, it's got all it's got five songs on there. But if you go on their Bandcamp, they actually have six songs. One of which is uh, is written in English. Oh, it's the song. <laughs> yeah, they have they have two songs written in English, but one of which is an is an instrumental called uh, Mean Man Mystery. But the song, You're Alone Now, it's not available for streaming, but it's available on their Bandcamp. I just think that's a weird, funny little Easter egg. Okay. And yeah. does the instrumental version, is it because there's no lyrics? Is that what makes it English? <laughs> sure. Why uh, not? <laughs> right? But yeah, Mean Man Mystery, along with uh, The Pale. Uh, what was the other one? I forget what they translate out to in Russian. But yeah, those two songs I know have no lyrics. They are just straight instrumental. Uh, but You're Alone Now does have lyrics. I don't know what they are. I haven't been able to uh, listen to uh, listen to a lot, whether to tell if it's sung in English or if it's sung in Russian or whatever. But the song that, I'm, uh, uh, that I am referring to, that I'm going to play, or have play, I guess, is the song... I think that's how it's pronounced. Okay. It it translates to on you. That's what I found out. And yes, I skipped skipped over playing one of the longer songs from uh, from the Jars album because I wanted to play a long song from this EP. (laughs) Nice. So yeah, this one is over seven minutes long, but I'm giving myself a little leeway because... Yeah, but the Pennywise track was 30 seconds. So, what else? <laughs> there you go. Well, let's do it. Here goes let's with, do it. I'm just going to say, on you. <laughs> yeah.
There it is. All seven minutes and 46 seconds of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I finally got my shade under an eight minute long song. There you go. It had to come as a result of a metal track, but yeah, it does have some, uh, it does have some similarities with some of the other bands I chose, I chose on here, but this one, in my opinion, leans more on the metal side, just has like those black Sabbathy or, uh, sleep type riffage going on there where it just, just all those pul pummeling, pulsating downstrokes on there. It just has a lot of power on there that I feel just is engulfed in the trench of heavy metal. But the filter is the is the same across the board on there. <laughs> a lot of a, a lot of fuzz and a lot of noise just depends on how they choose to amplify it, both right. literally and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> well, the so, the, yes. the pick I made is similar, and I, I moved this one up because I saw you had some bands from Moscow. And I was going to play it probably on the next episode. I came across this band putting shows together for Punkadoy Worldwide uh, for bands from Russia. And I came across this one. The band is Scumback. Scumback is it just had more of a metal sound. I thought, nah, I don't really fit with some of the slow stuff, even though it's kind of a sludge, hardcore metal band, somewhere in that range. Uh, I thought it fit better as a metal pick so here it is on slc punkcast as my metal pick for the last episode of 2020 again they're from moscow just like jars and just like skies uh <laughs> august 13th of this year they put out a single called blast from the past so here we go with scumbag out of moscow a blast from the past Oh, 
metal ending to a track. Eric, what'd you oh, think yeah. of Scumback? Well, that sounds like a, I would define it as like sludge core. <laughs> <laughs> it was some good shit, though. I enjoyed that. It was good. It's a cool band out of Moscow. Like I said, it was just coming across, I think, between the three episodes I'm playing back to back to back. I want to say it's like 56 tracks. So 56 different bands from Russia. But Russia's huge, big population. Uh, oh, I came yeah. across a lot of really cool stuff. But when I came across this one, like, I like it. I just don't think it fit in with the other stuff, but I think it's definitely a cool metal pick. So, again, here it is. Scumback with Blast from the Past, that single they just released this past August. So it's been out for about a little over four months. Good stuff. Not bad. I think it's kind of funny, the the other uh, unintentional theme of this uh, of this episode. We were kind of out at opposite ends. You know, I started off with the band <laughs> – from Moscow, and then you came in with a, with some bands that are closer to home, you know, Les and Jake and Goldfinger. Then I switched heads and was like, okay, we'll go to a band that's actually from home. And then you switched over to getting the one from England. Yeah. And then we reverted back <laughs> a, li- a little bit. Got Uniform from uh, NYC, and then Against Me from Gainesville. And then we bookended it with another with the Moscow Marathon. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah, pretty it's pretty funny how this works out. <laughs> Indeed, when you got two different people picking tracks, sometimes there's you know there, there's themes, there's patterns, or something. Yeah, maybe it's like me. I like to look at sequences and see if there is a pattern. <laughs> well, uh, maybe I should be part of CSI or the FBI, <laughs> down serial killers. There you go. That might be your calling after after the podcast, though, right? Or maybe yeah, as soon as the podcast is done, then I'll become a. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for sticking around up to this point. This is the end. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, SLCPunkCast.com. And you can find all the bands on Instagram at I Hate Jars, Less Than Jake, at Goldfinger Music, at underscore Pennywise, at Uniform underscore NYC, at Against Me, at Skaz Doom at Scumback HC and at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? Well, I am located over on Instagram at Scary Uncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. My band is also on Instagram at Anonymous underscore Band Official. And we are also on Bandcamp. We have a Bandcamp called Anonymous SLC dot bandcamp.com and we're also on facebook at anonymous band slc i'm trying to get that right with one go <laughs> you're getting much better at it, it sounds like the last uh, at least three or four times you've got it all in one go yeah but i do have my cheat sheet <laughs> well i've got one too I, ha- I do not have all these memorized like on facebook at jars msk at less than jake at goldfinger music at goat sifter at mau mau's 2018 for 2018 at Pennywise at Uniform New York at Against Me at Skaz Doom and the show is at SLC Punkcast. I don't memorize that either. There's a cheat sheet involved. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, of course. But I don't know. What's my excuse? I'm like, these are uh, things that I visit every single day. I should have the handle memorized, but I don't know. 
I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is it for today. Go look up Eric. Go look up all these bands. Reach out and touch somebody or, you know, something like that. Uh, Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap this show up? Well, uh, yeah, we're wrapping up the show. We're wrapping up a another year. Right? And, and yeah, this year has been hellfire for for everybody. And, uh, and yeah, especially me coming from uh, my personal background. I mean, yeah, I had to deal with the COVID shit as, you know, as much as anybody else. But uh, that is on top of uh, of a head injury that I sustained this year and nearly took my life. Right. And I'm like, I, I cannot even put into words how how on one hand thankful I am to uh, uh, not not only come out still walking, still talking, and still like breathing, no less, but it's almost like I hadn't skipped a beat. Just the fact that I was able to come back with all my memories and all my know-how and all my my mobility, pretty much. The fact that I was able to come out from that was nothing short of like, you could say divine intervention. Right. <laughs> the universe was with me that day. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. But also just with uh, everybody who uh, who reached out and came to my aid. I mean, we had the we had the benefit thing that was put together. And and people who uh, who uh, sent the donations through uh, through all the GoFundMe. If uh, if you're on here and listening, I mean, I mean, I have no I have no idea who is listening to this episode. But if you are, this is me sending out my gratitude to all of you because that uh, that money that I have saved up helped a lot. And of course, I want to thank my friends. I want to thank my family, and I do. I think I've thanked them a ton in person throughout the last uh, uh, the last seven months, and and yeah, my uh, and my lovely lovely significant other, my girlfriend, who has been by me the entire time, going through this uh, shitstorm, and and just uh, holding on to, holding on to the hope that I will come out of this on top. And I don't feel like I'm on top right now, but I'm at a good height. Good. The fact that the fact that I'm able to come out and and still do what I'm able to do, slight differentiation, but but yeah, I look at a I look at this this year as like an endurance round, and I'm still not out of the, the park. I'm still I still got prescriptions I got to take. I still have like a, other things to take care of, and you know, but I'm able to function and handle that. I look at it this way as if I if I was able to come out on top of this uh, head injury, which resulted in me living without part of my skull for two months. Right. Yeah, I'm able to. I'm basically like, yeah, everything else should be a slice of cake. <laughs> That's something we all take for granted. We get to have our skull with us all the time. And then, you know, you got to spend two months without it. That, that's strange to think about, you know, living without part of your body for a while and then acquiring oh, yeah. that part of your body back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really adjusts your, uh, it really adjusts your view on a lot of things. I know it has mine in a bit of a slow burn, but that's the best way. You got to feel everything. You got to like take in everything and just make, just to like hone in the fact that it's like you 
don't want this to happen again. Right. I'm like, yeah, I did. I contracted the virus. Like, yeah, that was a swift kick in the nuts. It's like not only a head injury, but I also contracted the virus a few months later. Right. But I was like, the virus? Yeah. With what I was able to handle with my head and those two surgeries and all the recovery that I'm still doing, virus was a walk in the park. No kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it does. When you when you do survive, it does strengthen your it does strengthen your abilities in a lot of ways, and that's the that's the be all end all I'm trying to get across here. It's like, yeah, 2020 was a, an endurance test for all of us, whether or not it was because of the virus or other outlying figures that that came out, either as a result of the virus or just something else that happened that uh, that kind of. Uh, you kind of handicap your way of living. It's like things do eventually work out. And I've been going off of the Wayne's World quote, funnily enough. Things aren't as bad as they seem. <laughs> yeah, they will they will work out. I've, they been will. Tr- I've been trying to tell myself that and trying to make sure that I'm in belief. That the belief is becoming a reality. And it did so. I mean, hell, I recorded an EP in between surgeries, so there was that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's good stuff there. And so, everybody, yeah. that SLC Punkcast compilation, look that up on Bandcamp. Uh, it has been a long time since anybody's purchased it. I get it. Uh, you know, we were really pushing it a lot way back when, uh, you know, right after Eric had his surgeries and such. But it's still there. And if you want to purchase it, it's 15 bucks after Bandcamp takes their piece of the pie. Every single penny goes to Eric and helping him. So it's still there. A lot of fantastic tracks. I think there's 47 tracks. There's still a couple on there that have never been released in any other place. So uh, yeah. go check them out. And it's a good place to, you know, check out a, a huge variety of music, starting with 47 tracks. You're paying like 30 less than 30 cents a piece for those tracks and all the money thanks to all those wonderful bands is going to help Eric out at least once Bandcamp takes their little bit but I've heard uh, I don't think it's next month in January but after that Bandcamp is going to start doing their Bandcamp Fridays again starting in February yep, so they are so be on the lookout for that and when those come around help out help out you know, there's always a cool compilation. If you don't already have it, you can go get it. Fifteen bucks. And uh, until the next time, Eric. Uh, this is the last for 2020. So everybody have a great beginning of 2021, and we'll see you on 193. Chris, play the fucking outro. Yeah.